On today's show, I'll be joined by Sam Stewart, Ireland's fittest man. We'll be talking all things CrossFit, from training to diet to practical tips for those just starting out in CrossFit, right up to him competing in the 2021 CrossFit Games. So let's go. So I'm delighted to be joined on today's show by the current Ireland's fittest man, Sam Short. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. It's great to have you on. Like I just said there, Sam is the current Ireland's fittest man. So I want to dive into that a little bit later on. But for the listeners and for their perspective, I want to go back to, I suppose, your origin story and how you started and how you ended up in CrossFit. Is it, was it something that I suppose you've always been involved with or was there other sports involved, like the typical, you know, soccer, uh, rugby kind of background or was that second fiddle to CrossFit or was it always being CrossFit in the gym? Yeah, so I actually got into CrossFit quite young. So uh, I got into it when I was in school. So it was a thing we did after school. Um, at the time, I was doing a lot of like martial arts. That was more my sport. Um, I, okay. I think I was... Maybe I was about 13, 14 at this time. I'd done martial arts a few years. So again, it's probably not a very popular sport. You know, you're not you're not on the rugby team. You're off. You're going to a different training. Get to beat people up though. You do. I always said I'm not I'm not very good at kicking. I'm not very good at kicking balls, but I could kick someone into balls. But um <laughs> yeah. Um so I was doing that and then I I always enjoyed like the fitness side of things. So like when you're training martial arts, there's like circuit training or a lot of fitness involved in the kind of training for it so i always enjoyed it and then in school after school there'd be like a crossfit kind of thing some days a week where it'd be like a workout you show up after school to the school gym kind of stuff and um which i was very fortunate to have a school gym and very very fortunate to have a um pe teacher as well to qualify to just be called a pe teacher and very influential guy on me um, but like he provided us with like the option to do like kind of functional training that kind of stuff after school yeah. I'm sure that some of the some of your training then would have helped obviously with CrossFit then going into that the kind of maybe the little bit of gymnastic kind of background some of the movements and stuff like that then as well complemented this CrossFit certain capacity absolutely like um, and I think just coordination with your body and when you're doing martial arts there's loads of, like sequences and stuff you have to remember off and you have to make sure you're moving yeah. your body in a certain way in certain positions and then if you take it to the same or take it over to crossfit you have to make sure okay when you're doing like a ring muscle up you your legs have to be doing this but you have to be thinking about your arms at the same time or just kind of awareness yeah. of how you're moving i think would definitely translate okay so if you're taking it then from that point from school then and you know, kind of be an after school activity and you probably developed the love for it. Then tell us about going from, uh, I suppose, on a part-time basis to actually going to say your first competition or, or competing to getting that competitive buzz for, for CrossFit. Yeah. Competitive buzz. So uh, like I just, I'd started, I don't think I was even taking it too seriously when I did your first, my first competition. And I did on a, I did a competition with, like an in-house kind of one in the gym. And that was fun. Like it was kind of cool to do the workouts you're always doing, but kind of get recognized for it that you, you, 
yeah it is, you know because like yeah. you're doing it in a class like sometimes maybe the coach would be like oh that was great or whatever but when you're actually like oh the the winner of the workout is rewarded for being the winner of the workout <laughs> yeah a bit cooler um and then i did the filthy 150 i think in 2015 on a team and just seeing like set up and I think that was really kind of the first time I saw how many people in like even in Ireland were um, into it and were keen, like keen on competing as well. It just made me kind of realize that yeah. it's just, it's bigger than your own gym. It's outside the gym. It's the, it's your country. And then obviously just think it, it's, it's so much bigger than just your country as well. It's, it's global. Probably within Ireland in the last 10 years, it's really, you know, it exploded. It's probably the most popular sport or activity to go on within Ireland, within the gym, like all like your the pop-up ones and your, your gym's being set up. They're more tailored towards towards CrossFit now. And it's it's actually like it, it's kind of taken over your yeah. commercial based kind of gym. Not so much obviously the setup costs are, are a lot more cost effective then as well. But obviously growing as a sport and uh, like you're saying uh, like on the global scale yeah. not even just around ireland but internationally then as well like if you just go back to the the first one and the in-house one that you're talking about yourself was there anything you could take away just if anybody is thinking about participating themselves like i know a lot of friends on my own and some in your own circles then as well lads you might know thinking about participating in the first one is there any big learning experience you taken from say the first one into your next one and any practical tips or advice for anyone that is thinking about doing it yeah i think um first of all i would say it's like just if it's your first one and you're kind of nervous just make yourself do it because you're going to be nervous regardless and the second thing is try and enjoy it because if if you'll find out quickly enough if it's competing is for you or if it isn't for you like just because it's you see on instagram all the big crossfit guys it's the it's the cool thing to do crossfit competitions doesn't mean it's the right it's the best thing for you to do you might be like i actually didn't like doing that so have an honest conversation with yourself like maybe while you're doing it or the day after like did i really enjoy that and then if you did obviously you'll go back and and do more like but um it's not about like enjoyment i don't mean okay did i win the competition no, it's it's like okay, yeah. I could have come dead last, but that was exhilarating. That was like I've never pushed myself that hard. It was rewarding that I did X, Y, or Z, and um, just like that kind of conversation with yourself could uh, go a long way. And then you know, suddenly you're you've done six competitions and you're climbing the ranks, or whatever. And um, practical advice I would give is um, realistic expectations, obviously. Uh, don't set yourself i'm going to win this like don't be yeah. like mr big balls trying to just say i'm going to win everything and then just yeah uh, just get smashed because then then you'll definitely you're just setting yourself up to knock your own confidence and um, but just like eating between events um drinking enough water make sure your hands don't rip like those are i remember my first competition um that one i was talking about there was rope climbs and i'd um I had never, like, I was so early into rope climbs that I'd never done it. Usually people clamp their feet against the rope and then climb up a bit, clamp their feet. And I didn't know yeah. how to do that at all. So I just, like, climbed up um, legless, touch the top, and I just kind of, like, slid down like a like a pole. Rope yeah, climb. so I lost all the skin on the side of my fingers from, like, 
there to there on all all four fingers on both hands um and that was like the second workout of four there's more to come so just things like that making sure you have um like you warm up correctly so you don't get hurt you're eating food between because you're going to be fueled for the first event and then if you're not eaten by the last event you're like oh i'm so tired because um you think it's the workouts partially it is but it, it, you might not have eaten for the last 12 hours either and um, i think that has a yeah. bigger role to play so food just be prepped with what kind of gear you have and that kind of stuff stuff, stuff simple yeah. but it's uh you get it. those tend to grow to win a lot of people are probably concerned about the workouts um, if they're traveling to get into the, where they're staying or all those things and then you forget the simple things and, and you know that's yeah. what's going to impact you probably on the day and i've had like speaking to people that have participated in, in in some of them themselves like that's what you're saying is exactly like one the first event and then it's like bang wallop kind of thing and it's it's you know the, something's missing here what's what what's going wrong because they've obviously they've trained and prepped in the in the lead up to it but on the day, something always seems to go wrong, but it is it's those those simple things that um, they tend to just forget about because they're probably in awe of the the situation, the nerves and stuff like that as well. Absolutely. And just going to like switch that over onto to to yourself, Sam. So, like, if you were to say in the last five years, from your own perspective, what's been the biggest the biggest learning curve? Obviously, you've got more competitive. What's been the biggest learning curve for you? Probably based around nutrition or your training itself what's you know what have you been kind of light bulb moments for you or just taking you to the next level in your in your own training yeah definitely some light bulb moments would be just like in regards to training like a lot of the time you think you're training hard but time spent in the gym doesn't equal productive uh, training or results like if you're there all day and suddenly you've only done three sets of something and it took you four hours you're you're um you're getting nowhere you're you're actually go, you're probably regressing at that point so it's for me it was when i found yeah. like like an, a structure like i'm quite i'd um for training anyway i'm quite structure based i like to know my whole day in advance so i can have all my gear ready and food ready not my food ready most of the time actually i'm not very organized there <laughs> but the um, i like to know when i'll eat you know so it's like okay i have a week of training so monday i know I'm doing this in the morning and this, and I can mentally prepare and bring like, cause you need to bring like spare t-shirts or whatever. Yeah. Um, so like structure. And then it, if I have a, if I have a, the program written down and I, um, I just look at the whole day and suddenly, okay, I only have 20 minutes left and I still don't have, I still have loads to do. It means I messed around and like was unproductive with my time. And that kind of eats you alive. That, or yeah. anyway i'm just like oh my yeah God, i can't leave any anything on the board i have to get all the training that's written down for the day done so when you have an actual structure ahead of time where you have to do that and then hold yourself to it i think that was like for me kind of a game changer like i used to maybe just show up to the gym i would do stuff um i'd, I'd like be working fairly hard but like you know it wasn't, I was, had no accountability to anyone. Yeah. The program, I don't, if it's on the page, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do yeah. what's written down for me to do. And, um, but if I was up, if it was up to me, I'd probably like maybe skip it or if you don't have accountability. Was it after that 
that point did you kind of making that switch did you see the results then or the benefit from making that kind of mindset shift to you know and getting everything that they've laid out for the day done and you know you've seen the the results of actually taking action was that was there something that followed on from that where you're going like this is the way forward for me like that accountability of getting everything on the what i've written down done for the day did you see that in your own training in your lifts in your times was, was it reflective absolutely that's a big thing absolutely so i think the example i give was i there was one uh, open, so the CrossFit Open is like a five-week-long thing that uh, you do a workout every week, um, and it can qualify you for later things in the season. You have to film it and show that you did everything correctly. Um, and this was maybe two years ago, three, maybe three years ago, I think. And I was all set. Like, I thought I was training hard. I was following the stuff I'd make for myself, but, like, I wasn't accountable to anyone. And again, maybe spending more time in the gym than uh, training or being productive. And then the first workout comes to the open and it absolutely smashes me. Like I get a terrible score. I'm pretty much out of contention for any further qualifying. And I do pretty well for the rest of the open, but that first one had just left me for dust, left me for dead, just because I wasn't prepared. I wasn't training properly. Anyway, I then go through, it kind of, I wasn't then and there that I knew I had to, I knew I had to change something, but I didn't know what to change. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't know what to do. I go a bit further into the season and I, I see some success at some comps and then one competition, I'm just, I'm just not at the races. And I, you know, obviously that's not a feeling you want as a competitive person. Um, yeah. So I knew, and then obviously when you're at competitions, you see everyone else, you're like, what are these guys doing? And, and you're at these, well, I, you call bigger competitions and I still don't feel like a, at this stage, I didn't feel like a professional or I was taking it too seriously. And you look around, everyone's taking everything seriously and doing everything by the book. It's like, okay, maybe that's what I have to do. And then just chatting to people and find out, oh, they're on, they're all on specific programs or following special um, design programs for competitive CrossFit. So it's like, okay, yeah. well, I'm going to hop on one. And, and then like, as soon as I came back, uh, I hopped on one, just maybe like four or five months. I am... Um, I just had structure, structure, uh, well-rounded. There was no gaps in the program because someone, it's someone's job to design this thing. Yeah. And then the next open, which was um, a few months later, I ended up coming top 40 in the world um, in, in the CrossFit Open. Just, I think mm -hmm. just because I committed hard to this like exact program that was well-rounded and I didn't let myself skip a beat so obviously the raw talent is there i'm taking and honing that with the with the program obviously worked for you that's the the big benefit of it so just tell us a little about that that program or what was the like is it you know is it form of periodization where you're peaking for that particular is it whatever it's an open or you know is it what kind of structure give us an idea of without going into too much detail because obviously a couple of months um but like what's the overall you know the feel of the program yes so for me it was because i always thought okay i'm pretty strong and you just um i think without testing yourself against the field of other athletes you don't know exactly where you're at you can think yeah oh this is my this is my strong point and this is my weak point but it's nothing unless it's physically tested against a, a pool of athletes you could think that all day but it might not be true so i kind of was a bit of that so i was like oh i'm strong and i'm fit blah 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 but I 
wasn't following like a regularly regular designed strength work or any progression yeah. i was just going oh well, i think i'll squat today or something so like following exact like periodized strength work with like progressions each week and on different lifts your squats uh, your olympic lifts and um, deadlift press whatever but then the main thing for me was like the longer piece kind of endurance work so i was doing i was doing no workouts probably over 15 minutes which is uh, like in competition usually the workouts are kind of within that range but to be good at them you have to be doing longer stuff as well so yeah. i was so on the program i remember specifically it was like it was going to be like uh yeah. it was like 55 minutes of like skiing double unders rowing <laughs> and bike and i was like and i just underestimated it as well and it just i just want to think it's a typo yeah exactly 55 minutes, <laughs> no way. Uh, and it just beat me up and i was like okay well this now i'm onto something here and i've i've definitely found something that i could greatly benefit from so it's like endurance work mixed with your strength work progressively um, and then it was just the consistency of it all like every i can't remember the exact structure at the time but it's like okay say wednesdays you know you're going to be doing some running intervals on tuesdays you always snatch or on you know whatever it is there was just a, yeah. a consistency um which before that i had a very inconsistent kind of random way of just going about it which didn't um, approaching things yeah and it just didn't result it didn't it got it yielded some results but it didn't res- yield um results you it wouldn't real yield confidence like it wouldn't like you could show up in competition and accidentally do well because maybe yes. you accidentally did the right stuff but like you're so much more well-rounded on something that's designed to be well-rounded on. that's the beauty with, with crossfit like even if you are you know particularly strong in one area or, or discipline like you still you know dinners can't be too far behind and i think that's the beauty the beauty, the beauty of it absolutely that's what they say is you have to be spinning if you're spinning like seven plates and when you go to spin that uh, strength plate the endurance one over there is yeah. falling down you have to go back and it's trying to juggle and keep it all um, spinning at the same time just to have a, a shift then just to look at competition ways and obviously looking uh, at your record all, over the over the last few years is there anything any competition or again anything that you've competed in that you would say that's without without the games being a career high like it's been a a big achievement for you for that kind of breakthrough one and on the opposite side of that then what was being competing what was being probably your lowest point your highest and your lowest point with any of your competitions yeah so i think one of the highest um points was where there's a competition in london about two years ago called strength and depth and in the in the field was matt fraser who's like this five times uh, games across the champion yeah. he's like like a pretty invincible kind of crossfit character he's pretty famous yeah, yeah it still is, is. Yeah. and um <laughs> he was at the competition and i was in the same heat against him and stuff and just competing that against someone who's the best at in the world that undeniably the best and was pretty cool like and holding your own to a degree obviously you still beat everyone but um holding your own in some workouts or not you know you're not getting uh lapped or anything <laughs> it was funny yeah that must have been huge they gave a confidence building like i know it probably it, it you were in awe at the start but when you once you got that little bit of kind of you know 
between the teeth and you're seeing that you're actually competing with him. Yeah, exactly. You realize that everyone's human. He's just another human. He's just, um, yeah, just particularly good at CrossFit. <laughs> as, as I always say, because he's a little bit older as well. You say, well, he's had longer to train. So, yeah. yeah, yeah that's it, right? <laughs> you know, that's, that's the excuse. So I'd say that would be one of my uh, higher points, that competition. And I ended up doing relatively well. Um, and then I think one of my lower points was I was in Dubai a few months before that. And the comp- I was all set to go, and then the competition starts with a swim event. And I just, my own ignorance, I just thought I'd be able to do the swimming event. Like, but um, it started with like sandbag cleans, and so you're out of breath, and then you're trying to run into the sea and be out of breath. And I just wasn't prepared for it. And it was just a pretty nasty kind of feeling where you can't breathe, and you're yeah. in water, and you're you're drinking salty water and you know it's just, it's just miserable and that set me off that was the first workout of that competition and that just it was like that kind of feeling of you know when the momentum shifts in like a sport in some, some sporting game or yeah. and you can see like you're you kind of get a bit defeated i definitely had that kind of feeling then for the rest of the competition which is a bummer but um, and yeah. i guess it's a lesson learned yeah, well, look, well, it's, i'm sure you've you've built on that even talking before you're off air you're still working on the swimming so just yeah, i'm swimming three days a week at the moment i'm brilliant i'm hoping to get yeah. gills uh soon enough <laughs> <laughs> like it's um yeah any anything to, to to help with the training obviously like it, swimming from my own perspective is just uh, i'm a stone in the water so yeah. it's definitely um, <laughs> it's, um it's not something that i could even aspire to it's difficult it's a funny one right because like if you're used to crossfit you're used to the idea of the harder you go the more fitness you get or the more results you get or the heavier lift the strong you know that kind of stuff but with swimming yeah. it's this one if you try and like assault bike sprint your way down the pool you're you won't probably won't go that fast first of all and you'll be absolutely gassed like yeah you'll be done for yeah. but it's um it's like being relaxed being composed and just being like smooth and suddenly you look at your watch and you've gone faster than you've ever gone it's a, it's a weird one. It's definitely an appreciation for those triathletes that like the those guys that definitely take it to a different level. I've seen a good few of them in the pool and stuff with that working in gyms, and it's like you're saying, it, like it's yeah. it's nearly the less is more when it comes to the swimming. Like I know when I get in, it's like I'm drowning kind of situation, trying to get from one end of the pool to the next and not getting anywhere and popping yeah. up when I'm you know halfway down the pool. But yeah, it's it's oh I know, I know it's serious. Feeling. It's a serious discipline. <laughs> Um, just to go forward from from those to obviously the games, um, and talking about what was your, I suppose if you reflect now on the games, and I, I know that obviously the your medically disqualified with the with the bicep tear, like just it's one of those one of those situations, like uh, probably very very difficult at the time. But if you're to look back on it now, like how you know I think you've time to process things, and it's been a few weeks, few months now at this stage, but. At the time, what was the thought process, you know, mentally and physically, and what is it compared to to now in terms of you know what you've learned from the the whole experience and getting to the games itself? Yeah, absolutely. So it was a bit of like obviously it's a bummer in the moments when your arm is hurting and you can't mm-hmm. really do much. Um, so it's I was like strained my bice. I had a sore shoulder going in, and then we had to work out with a lot of muscle ups and this heavy, basically a tire flip thing, and I just pulled my bicep and yeah. it wasn't too it was kind of sore then and then as the day went on it just my arm just really 
didn't want to use my arm. It was just so painful. And then, then the yeah. obviously the doctors are having a, or the doctor guy, um, he was pretty cool. He was a nice guy actually, but he was looking at you and thinking, this is like, he's feeling guilty, obviously, for like saying you shouldn't uh, keep going to the competition, but also he's like, oh, I think he also feels a bit bad. Like, he, or if I keep, let you keep going, I'd say he's thinking, um, and it gets worse. Like, it's, he doesn't want to live with yeah. that either. You know, he probably appreciates. He probably appreciates, you know, getting getting there and getting to that point. And it's probably a pinnacle for you at that time, but he doesn't want to give you the news. Yeah, and, there was definitely a bit you know. of that. He was you, you could see he I'd say he's been in those situations before, but you could see it's still an awkward one. Um but like yeah, I, I strained my bicep doing that and it just the next workout would have had rope climbs and sandbag holds, which is like two of the most bicep uh, uh dominant things dominant you can do. Points, so yeah. I try. He said the doctor said to me, "Look, try the rope climb, and um, if you can't, like, I just need to see you do one." So I in the warm up area, and I couldn't really, I couldn't really hold on to the rope. I just, I wasn't climbing a rope basically, and um, it's kind of, it was embarrassing and just kind of sad. But and um, he's like, "Well, like, there's nothing else to say here. You can't climb the rope." So obviously, in that moment, you're like, "Well, I don't know." I was thinking it. I could only think in like short, very, very short term bursts at that point. Well, my coach was like, well, what if you climb the rope, to, like hurt your bicep more and it actually tore properly and you fell 20 foot off in the air and you dislocated your shoulder, had to get several surgeries. You know, this is your first year at the CrossFit Games. Uh, you know, you don't yeah. want to be having a full year of recovery. You'd want to keep getting better and preserve your body a bit more. Um, so I was thinking in the short term, I just wanted to keep going or whatever and I at least had someone wise. Yeah, it's, uh, it's hard to rationalize that thought process from an athlete's perspective because all, all you want to do is compete no matter. And again, you're sure you, you've pushed through certain situations, you know, with yeah. little, you know aches and pains and stuff like that. I, I know the feeling as well. But yeah, it was good that you, obviously it's tough to swallow to take that advice at the time. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, I'm, I'm not a very, um, I don't have like, a, I'm not very hyped, you know, like in the highest of highs, I'd still be like, yeah, you know, and then the lowest, lowest I'm also like, oh, oh well. Yeah, I just, it's just me to be kind of um, chilled about things, I guess. I'm not trying to be chilled or, uh, I, it just is the way I am. So I just, I was kind yeah. of upset for a bit. And then I was like, well, look, you're at the CrossFit Games and you made, you kind of accomplished your goal to get here. Uh, you have a sore arm, so you can't you can't get too cocky about things because <laughs> every time you move, you hurt yourself. But also, um, like just be proud of what you've done, kind of thing. And it's just I, you know, you kind of have these, you know, it's probably kind of like a movie or something. You look yourself in the mirror and you go, "You sorry sack of shit!" Like you, you <laughs> you'd look at yourself and you're like, "Don't be that guy who's walking around." I hate people who are walking around all opie and. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, I just, I can't. Was me. I, yeah, I can't stand that. So I was like, don't just be yourself. Be like, take it in your stride. Obviously, it's a pain in the ass, but don't be a mopey bastard about things. <laughs> yeah, well, from the sounds of it, like Sam, you're you're mentally very, very strong. Coming out say it, so it didn't really, it doesn't really seem to have affected you in the in the long term because it is very easy for. You know, again, I've played a lot of team sports and stuff like that as well. And you get guys that get little niggles or, you know, something is at them. There's usually, you know, one or two in every sort of team or in a gym where 
they're carrying something for the last 20 years that's niggly at them and you know something to, to have a little bitch and a moan about but like to go from that point like being at, at the pinnacle and to to having to step out and in, in, in how he did and the way you've you know seemed to tackle it it shows a huge degree of mental strength which a lot of athletes unfortunately don't have like and it seems as you've been building building that or again it just could be just something you've picked up from school that you've you've taken forward with you like if if you were to give anyone any advice like again you can have the physical attributes but sometimes you know the mental side of it gets lost is there any anything you could recommend or any techniques or some anything that you've seen or applied yourself over the last few years that you could could let some of the listeners know about yeah i I, uh, yeah thanks that's very kind of you saying i'm mentally strong because yeah you know you don't when you're in your own head you don't think that ever you know you're in the middle of the salt bike workout you're like i want to stop and but um i think i think a huge thing comes down to it and a lot of successful people in the crossfit space i've seen anyway don't take things way too seriously and are pretty like, um, how do you say, like they don't overreact to anything. Um, so like you could see, like you could see people who if something goes wrong, they throw a tantrum and they put their energy on what went wrong and they're like, they throw their belt down or whatever. If like, if something goes wrong, like I might go like swear for a second, then I'm like, okay, move on. You have two options right now here, here and now. I can move on and get better from it uh, or I could uh, moan around and make a scene um, but moaning around and make a scene is going to get me further away and build bad habits and further away from any successful goals I want to aspire to yeah. in CrossFit um, it's just like move on get what, what went wrong there move on to the next one and I just think it's just like being based in reality like it's realistic expectations you know if you're new to crossfit you've only been doing it a year don't start saying oh, i'm going to go to the crossfit games next year you know it's very unlikely you have to kind of you have to i don't want to say pay your dues because that sounds like an old school um, yeah. kind of right some passage kind of thing yeah but it's like you have to you know just because you've seen it on instagram and everyone's like oh i made my first crossfit games or whatever that person He's probably been doing CrossFit for close to a decade or some sort of high performance training for close to yeah. a decade. It's no overnight success. So if you have an honest conversation with yourself, okay, oh, I've been training hard for two years. Well, then expect another five to six before you see uh, yeah. like that change. Unless you're a freak, a genetic gifted freak with everything switched on. But, you know, it's unlikely. Um I just think being based in reality, I was saying this already probably, but uh, being based in reality, don't get too over excited when things go well or when, especially when things go bad, just kind of be matter of a fact about things and like, just be logical. If it's okay, if it's attainable, is the goal attainable? Yes. Then go for it. If it's not, okay, well, how do I get there with smaller steps and a longer Time frame. being grounded basically what you're 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 you're, you're describing and that's what comes yeah. across with talking talking to yourself like you can have that initial success for people and i've seen it myself with friends and past friends and stuff where they've gained success within in some sort of sport and field and it's gone totally to their head 
I don't need to train half as hard anymore. I don't need to put in as much effort anymore. And, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm going out and I'm living off this moment. We all know uh, friends, you know, from a, a soccer perspective, had trials with, you know, United back in, you know, 15, 20 years ago kind of situation. And they're dining off that for the last. But, yeah, it's important to, to look at the negative, respond to it, don't let it overwhelm you, learn from it, you know, and just move mm. on. It's just, it's great yeah, practical advice to, to be to be using absolutely i think it's practical as you can make it because you could hear all these things where like oh i levitate and off the floor and i meditate uh, upside down um and listen to a special soundtrack that i've created of me going <laughs> you can do it you can do it for 10 hours and it's you know all this bullshit but i think it's just like if you can be as re- like totally grounded and totally based in reality and weigh out the options and then it's like okay, the option might be, well, I'm going to have to like commit a lot more time to this. It's, it's not something I can do on the side if I, I want to actually achieve those goals or yeah. whatever it is, I need to gain 10 kilos of weight because I'm too small or I need to lose a bunch of weight to do this. Or, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's being really honest with yourself, like almost painfully honest with yourself. Sometimes that's hard for a lot of people. We, I know I've had my own moments as well, but oh, yeah. yeah. Like if you can get 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 some good yeah. support in your corner as well, would help even if it's you know oh, a good yeah. coach in the gym or whatever, just to tell you you know some hard hard home truths can always help. Yeah, you don't you don't need any yes men um backing you. You need a bunch of uh, realists. Need um, honest people. Yeah, yeah. realists. Yeah. Absolutely. Just gonna go back to what what I what I opened with there at the start. Um, Sam talking about your your title this year of ireland's fittest man you might tell us how you've uh, achieved a title or crown do you get a crown maybe no <laughs> i wish what what <laughs> i'm wearing a man on this interview if I did. what what's what's um what's involved or how did how did you come across that with that title yeah so um in years past it would have been whoever won the cross at open that thing i was talking about mm-hmm. earlier and that five-week yep. thing would have been crowned um, fittest in Ireland. Um, but now I think it's changed slightly where it's who gets the furthest into the CrossFit season. So who goes, like, if which athlete got closer to the games or then if there's multiple athletes from the same country at the games, um, okay. who plays the best or something like that. But in, so, in the yeah. cases of some countries, it's still the open winner because maybe no one got past the open or the quarterfinals or whatever it is. Um, right. So I guess this year I got the furthest into the, into the um, CrossFit season. Because is it something that you'd be hoping to retain come next year or? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's the plan. Like <laughs> get yourself a proper crown, you know, if, if it's you know, going to be consecutive ones. Do you get a key to the city or anything like that? That's where that's where now you're talking. I think um, <laughs> I need to make a few phone set calls after this. Yeah, <laughs> we'll set up an online petition for you. Yes, but um, crown. get Sam a crown. Been great to have have you on today. We're going to wrap wrap it up there with that. Uh, appreciate you taking the time to to jump on and talk to people, and wish you the very best of luck with the rest of the season and into the the new season. Cheers, James. Thanks for having me on. Actually, uh, really enjoyed talking to you. I really hope you enjoyed today's show. I'll be back again next week with another special guest. Don't forget to like and subscribe.